This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. And it is Judd's Hockey Show. Zolgad from the XL Energy Center. I am downstairs. Declan Goff is at home co-hosting and producing as he always does. Hold on a second, Dex. I'm, I'm going to get that light a little bit. Uh, yep, yep. It's a little bright. It's a little bit bright. That's Let a little better. See. Better? Here, I'll block it out, too. I'll block it out with my big... You don't have a flag. Shoulders. You, so you, can't, don't, you, can't, you can't... I can't, can't wave a flag. Wave a Unprofessional flag. here. Yeah, professional Unprofessional. conduct is yep. appreciated in a working press box, Judd. Exactly. Exactly. I'm in the lunchroom, so I could probably do it, but I just don't have one either. Um, but yes, there is, as Jay says, wave the damn flag, because there is reason to celebrate uh, the Wild 5, Seattle 1. The Wild right now, three points clear of... Uh, the second-place team in the Central Division. Colorado, just to update you, is playing the Ducks tonight in Anaheim. They are tied at 1-1 in the first period. It's a late start. Uh, Matthew Boldy is the story of the game, remains on an unbelievable heater. Uh, I just looked this up just to start the conversation off. As far as the hotness of one Matthew Boldy, mm-hmm. um, in the month of March now, okay, he has now played 13 games, three goals tonight, two hat-tricks in the month now, 12 goals, five assists, 17 points, which is incredible. So 12 goals in 13 games. Just for uh, comparison's sake, I looked this up earlier tonight. Kevin Fiala, who had a heater himself in the month of March last Sorry, year. Tweet. Yeah, this yeah is great. 16 games. So 16 games for him in the, the month. So three more than Boldy has played thus far, but of course March is not over yet. Uh, March of 2022, six goals for Boldy, 11 assists, and 17 points. In other words, Matthew Boldy has doubled Fiala's goal output in the month already in three fewer games. What more can you say? I mean, this guy has turned into a scoring machine. And by the way, for those saying, well, you guys, especially you, Zolgad, called him out. I'm going to tell you why I called him out. Because this was there. This was there. Like, there is... Marcus Johansson has made a significant difference, and that's on the coaching staff. They got him with the right guy, and in my opinion, they didn't have him with the right guy for a long time. But the other thing is, Dex, you know, and two of the three goals, well, all all three goals, but two of them were snipes tonight, are an example of the fact that he is putting himself now in a position to shoot. That's not something he was doing for a long time. He is putting himself in sniper positions, and he is subsequently sniping as a result. But this is what existed there. And it's great to see. And, I mean, this guy is on what is, again, I mean, we thought Fiala was hot last March. This is double the amount of goals that Kevin Fiala had in all of March of 2022. 
let me rephrase your uh your assessment there and say he's sniping from where he should be shooting from mm-hmm. does that make a little more sense does that give you a little more clarity because i know you and i went a little back and forth about well the quantity of shots has been there he has been shooting a lot but the but the quality of shots from the high danger areas maybe was few and far between and wasn't getting the rewarded for those goals uh, in other areas and he has he does shoot a good amount but there is definitely a newfound swagger. I mean, Jetty almost had a fourth through his damn legs. Well, you know, he almost the had end of regulation. five goals against the Capitals a couple games ago when he had a hat trick. And over these nine games, I mean, he, he is shooting a good amount, 34 shots uh, in those uh, last nine games. He has 11 goals. His shooting percentage is through the roof at 32%. Certainly an unsustainable amount. But at the same time, I mean, man, when you watch him play, you're not really looking at sustainability to a degree. You're not looking at uh, regression. You're not looking at overachieving. The guy has just a swagger about him that's phenomenal. And someone had to step up. I mean, after how good the Wild played right up until the Krill injury, I mean, it, it did kind of put, you know, a, a, a rock in your stomach, if you will, thinking that, oh, well, all that good's going to be for not because you just lost your best player, one of the best players in the NHL for that matter. Mm-hmm. And you can't really score five on five. So good luck to the Wild the rest of the way. Well, all of a sudden, the Wild are fine. The Wild are fine without him so far. Now, I would like him back come playoff time. Linda Cohen had the note uh, during the first TV break of the first period that Bill Guerin told her that he expects him to start skating this week. We'll see if that's still the case. I would say so far he's a little bit behind schedule from what the initial prognosis was. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. I mean, this was, yeah, this was the Matt Boldy show, and he continues to impress. And the Johansson thing has certainly helped. But I also think that there is, you know, on that pie chart of, of his resurgence it is also been Matt Boldy just sniping from places where he should have been sniping from all along yeah but that's also that's in that's twofold the problem was this they were they had him with the wrong people way too much they wanted him because of Dean's world which is a grinded out world which by the way I'm fine with for some guys Dean didn't understand it's why the Sammy Walker Boldy thing worked it's not that Sammy Walker's gonna end up in the professional hockey hall of fame okay but it didn't take it didn't take exactly the greatest hockey eye of all time to say, boy, that's interesting. When Matt's with the guy who's got speed and some skill, he's better. But then Dean, I think, put him back with Felino, who I love, works his ass off. He ain't skilled. And so Marcus Johansson is finding Boldy in places where he can snipe from. Boldy now is going there with the intention of sniping. This all goes back to the goal last week here, I think, where and I got some pushback where Matt Boldy put himself in a position to shoot, and, I, and it was a great goal. And I said two weeks ago, he doesn't shoot that puck. A month ago, he's looking to pass it. I, I mean, if you want an example of a guy who is just dying to pass the puck now, Zuccarello's back to doing exactly that. And shots on goal as a whole is the most overrated thing because the question is, where are they coming from? Are you finding quiet places? And Matt Boldy's doing a marvelous job. And this is all I've ever wanted, which is for guys to apply that themselves. And I will give Boldy this. I don't think he was put with the best people. It's why the Fiala thing worked brilliantly. And and this coaching staff is always, the, they tend to get too cute sometimes. Oh, uh, Fiala's got to work harder. We need more from Fiala. Okay, I don't want him to, to uh, take a night off. But you know what? He had a tremendous skill set. And when you utilized it, he was fantastic. And so um, I think that this is getting him, and this is a credit to Bill Guerin. He's getting him with the right guy. I mean, Marcus Johansson tonight was a whirling dervish out there, man. He was, he was like a point guard. I tweeted it. He's making passes. He set Eck up for a chance. Now it got saved. I don't know how because the Seattle goaltending is god awful. But um, 
uh, Mark Johansson has been just absolutely marvelous out there. The thing I like about Johansson is I feel like he is more of a guy who is comfortable passing, not forcing the pass. Mm-hmm. Zagrello's back to forcing passes again. Yeah, can I, who who can I pass to? It's like, no, dude, you got to shoot the puck. Your guy's not playing Caprice up. But anyway, so he was great. The one thing I don't want to bury here, though, is because it's important, and I feel like when this guy has a bad game, we like to talk about it, and he's been marvelous a lot. Marc-Andre Fleury, this could have been a 3 nothing game, 2 nothing game, Declan, for Seattle really, really quickly. Marc-Andre Fleury again t- tonight, and it's just so funny because, you know, Gustafson brings this cool, calm, uh, we, we talked about this, right, just fundamental technical sound uh, style to the net. Flowers flopping around. He's looking between his pads. He's making saves. But you know what? In their own way, both have been so good. And uh, Mark Mark Andre Fleury covered up for what were I wouldn't say entire periods, but uh, large lapses at times. In the second period, there the Wild fell asleep, and it became a shooting gallery for the Kraken. Who, by the way, have skill. They don't have goaltending, but they do have skill. And uh, Flower was just phenomenal. Uh, it's just. If he's not good, we talk about it a lot. So I think it's only fair when he plays well that we also focus on, on despite the greatness of Boldy tonight, that that Mark andre Fleury deserves a star in this game. And, that's, and what you saw tonight is what you're going to need in the playoffs. Yeah, in the same time span that they've lost Kirill Kaprizov, um, Mark andre Fleury has still been brilliant. Um, he has won all but one start. He hasn't lost a game in regulation since then. Uh, 2.19 GAA, 9.34 save percentage. He's got a shutout in there. And you could say he's got maybe a couple clunkers. The win against St. Louis wasn't the prettiest of wins. He allowed five. Uh, allowed five against the Flyers, too, the last time out. But, I mean, Judd, I, I still think that this is the case. I think he's your game one starter. And Philip Gustin, by the way, we talked about just bearing the lead with, with Flurry with how well he played tonight against the Kraken. I mean, Gustafson was a, was a star of the week. I believe the third star of the week for this last week of play. And you could still make the case that Gustafson might be the better option. I, I don't see how this, with how he's playing, and this could all change. There's three weeks left, and maybe Mark Andre's play, you know, kind of weeble wobbles like it has for a good chunk of this season. I think this is your game one starter. Um, and I don't think that there's a wrong decision with who they end up going with, at, assuming that these two are playing as well as they have been by the end of the regular season and by the time the playoffs open up. But I think Mark Andre Fleury's your guy. Um, and we'll see what happens there. It's going to be an interesting little chess piece. Dean doesn't like his tip his hand too much about the goalies, and I'm sure we legitimately won't know until uh, warm-ups who is the first guy out there. Yep. But he's making his case that he deserves also to be the guy in, in, in game one of a playoff series. And look, if it's the Kraken, which was a potential playoff preview, obviously tonight ESPN's broadcast talked about that a lot this evening. I mean, that would be the most ideal option, right, if you're a Wild fan. And we talk about you know potential opponents you could play in in the playoffs the Kraken would be about as ideal as it gets for a first round series uh yes partially because of this I want their goaltending I want to go against that goaltending <laughs> I, I I mean it is it is the fact that uh, their GM Ron Francis the former Hartford Whaler great didn't go and get some help there um Grubauer was and look Boldy had a great game okay two of those shots nobody was stopping but the I think it was the second Boldy goal was questionable. And like that goaltending between Grubauer and Martin Jones has just been a big question mark and a big problem. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I think Flurry starts game one, but short of a shutout, 
I think there's a very good chance that Gustafson starts game two. I think we're looking Regardless at the Like let, let's say they win like four to two or three to one. You know, does does I think does that it depends. I, I think it depends. And and it might be two games here, two two games that uh that Gustafson starts. I'm just saying this feels to me like two thousand three where both goaltenders are playing well. I Here's what I don't think. I don't think we're going to be, unless he stands on his head and basically allows one goal or gets a shutout, I don't think this is going to be a repeat of last year. I don't think that we're going to see Flurry just start every game. Um, now, yeah, if, if he wins the first game 4-2, good chance that they come back with Flurry in the next game. But I think at some point in time, Gustafson's going to play, and I don't think it's going to be like this. Oh my God, we're down. You know, we, we've got one game left before we're eliminated. So, hey, Gus, go start. I really don't, uh, but I don't disagree with you. It's not going to. And Dex, I don't know at this point in time. I don't know that Dean can go wrong there. Yeah, like like I don't see like uh, oh my God, he's starting this guy. Um, the only thing that will surprise me is is if he is if Flurry plays well, but he's not, you know, absolutely standing on, on his head if they don't have Gustafson play too. I really think we're going to, I think we're going to see both goaltenders. And I will say this in hockey with how different these two play the position. I'm not sure that's a bad thing. These are yeah. two very different goaltenders. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could not be more, in my opinion, polar opposite of styles and how they play. Um, and and if you are going against, you know, as you just talked about, for instance, the Kraken, like you've got two potential really good goaltenders going against a team that right now looks to be a mess in goal. That's a decided advantage, too. So I, I think you I think your assessment's right. But I feel good if it's Gustafson at this point. I feel good if it's Flower. I don't think you can go wrong. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting how they want to play that. I mean, you know. Fernandez and Rollison split the time. The Wild went down, what, three to one in both of those series. And I forget, was it, I forget who was in net for game seven and six, you know, for the Wild in those, in that run to the Western Conference. Manny was back in goal when, when Bruno scored, right? In I Colorado. Right. I want to say, I, I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, Manny started the Colorado series in 03, might have played the first two games. Rollison then, I think he lost game two or something because the Wild won game one in Colorado. They lost game two, if I'm not mistaken, and then Roley played in game three. So that could be how, how things shake out. I just I think the Wild has a decided advantage because both guys are playing so damn well. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's I'm fascinated to see how it how it plays out. And the Wild need all the points they can get. They get a big win tonight to kind of keep themselves on top of the Western uh, or the Central Division in the Western Conference. And obviously, I think Colorado still has a game in hand on them. So you kind of got to keep. Uh, a point ahead you need a little bit of uh, help from the back end too so a lot of lot of things still at play here first and third place in the division are certainly not sewn up uh you have the bottom feeders in the western conference who are obviously at the playoff race but a lot of different uh parity if you will from the wild from where they want to be come playoff time we have like a uh, 500,000 500 people excuse me watching uh I watching want 500,000 500,000 also call your friends call your family mm-hmm. uh That's awesome. watching Thank you watching Judd's Hockey Shows. Hit that subscribe button if this is the first time you're watching that. Judd Zolgat, I'm Declan Goff. This is Judd's Hockey Show. We break down Minnesota Wild News. Uh, Jesse Pierce, NHL.com. She joins us on Wednesdays. AJ Fredrickson also joins Judd's Hockey Show 
uh, once to twice a week as well. So if this is the first time you're discovering us, shout out to you guys. Thank you so much. Hit that subscribe button. We will be doing live vent lines. Come playoff time to you, speaking of playoffs. So if you want to join the show with Judd and myself when the playoffs roll around, we will certainly entertain that. Uh, so excited to talk to as many Wild fans as we can during the postseason. And, you know, whether you're uh, Matt Boldy, whether you're Marcus Johansson, that great line, got to make sure those sticks are sharp. Got to make sure those skates are sharp. Got to make sure those knives are sharp in the kitchen too, okay? So, like, when Matt Boldy's getting ready to score another hat trick, you think he's using some dull knives in the kitchen? Absolutely not. He's got the sharpest knives there. already have them at the nest, nicest pregame meal possible. So he's ready to dice up his meal, and he's ready to dice up the five, uh, these other opponents. MyDullKnives.com is in the YouTube uh, comment section bio, I should say, on the Score North YouTube page right here. Go to MyDullKnives.com. Our guy Joseph at Vibrant will help you shape sharpen those dull knives. It's okay to admit you have some dull knives. Go check them out. Heard you mention this on, on Judd's Hockey Show on Score North, too. It helps out their business, helps out our business. Go check out MyDullKnives.com for life-changing online knife sharpening. Dull knives, dull skates, not a good thing. You want them both sharp. And as you just said, that is a way to get those knives sharpened. Hey, I, I want to show you something, too, because I got a question or two about this. This is the line chart from tonight, okay? As okay. distributed by the team pregame. I want to show you that they have officially, if you're into the semantics of this, they have juggled the lines. And by that, I mean there's the first line, there's the second line, and so forth and so on. Oh. That is Erickson, Eck, Johansson, and Boldy, which is now considered, and until Kaprizov gets back, it is absolutely correct, the first line. So, like I heard, I, I got a, a note saying, oh, the Hartman line's not the top line. No, Hartman, Felino, and Pass Happy Mats are the second line. Uh, the first line is er- Erickson, Eck, who, um, who made a play tonight. I just want to talk about this guy because he, he has not scored a lot of late um he's had a very solid year he usually does now he is uh, 23 goals in 74 games had a great chance in the third period i talked about it he was uh, set up very nicely on a play by johansson uh nice save in that case one of the few made tonight by the seattle goaltenders but um erickson made a play tonight that i think is indicative of why this team has been so damn good of late and it was a small play uh, and it probably didn't get recognized which is fine but it's the type of play that Yul Eriksenek Yul Eriksenek makes uh so Jared Spurgeon made a rare unforced error from his own zone it was in the first period he threw a puck out into neutral and Seattle's top line center former Michigan Wolverine star Maddie Beneers who is a fantastic young player picked the puck off and he was in neutral and he was about to cross into the wild zone. Eriksson just gently took a took a stick from behind and poked it off his stick, and I think Spurgeon picked it back up, and that was that. But that's the type of play that this guy makes on a routine basis. And to me, if we're talking about what's going to make the Wild successful potentially to win, I think to win a series in the first round since what 2015 is that right, Declan? Mm-hmm. I think the last time that they won a first round series was against the Blues back in 15. That's the type of play that's going to be among the most paramount to make. Um, and that is that this team is going to, you know, hopefully Kaprizov's back. If Kaprizov's not back, all bets are off at that point. But let's just say Kaprizov is back. And Boldy hopefully is still playing well. But the reality, and we saw this a little bit tonight, and it was prob- 
problematic because Seattle has really good speed. Second period, especially Seattle was moving through neutral and into the wild zone very, very quickly. The wilds are going to have to cut that off. And Eric's an ex type of guy who can do exactly that. But those are the type of plays that you are going to have to make in a seven game series, potentially every period of every game. And, and you can't afford, and this is where, you know, Dex, we talk about the wild at times getting caught up in certain guys thinking that they're talented and trying to play above or outside of who they are. You're going to have to gum up the works. I can't tell you, especially if you play the abs at any point in time, I can't tell you how much this is going to come down to coaching and working in it. And these games not being stylistically fun to watch. And you know what? If you win playoff series, you ain't going to give a damn. But that, but that is the type of thing that Eck does on a regular basis that everybody is going to have to do. Can Boldy snipe? Absolutely. Can Kaprizov snipe? We've seen it a thousand times. It's fun to watch. But the reality is if you are going to play teams, and a lot of these teams have skill, but the, your advantage is this. You're, you are bigger, you play a heavier game, and you have the ability to gum up without interfering, because you'll be called for that, to gum up the neutral zone, and your own blue line. And I really think in watching that game tonight when the Wild was playing well and when they weren't, without asking your goaltender to stand on his head, which I think, Dex, we agree, is probably fair in a playoff series a couple times. Like a couple yeah, times, need, goaltender won it. You need one or two games that your goal okay. just absolutely steals things. Yes. Okay. But you can't do that every single game. It's not fair. It's not possible. So that's the thing that I'm so curious to see. And, and it's almost why at some point in time, I would love them to play the abs because I would love to see if they can actually accomplish that because this team make no mistake is night and day different than the team. That was a lot of fun to watch last year, but really wasn't built for the springtime at all in retrospect. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say that, you know, last year they were, they were great five on five. I think they were one of the best offenses in the NHL at five on five, but then come playoff time, you know, those lanes, those situations, it just, it, it gets mucked up if you will. And um, the wild are playing more of that selling out in a good way, um, grinding out shifts, you know, doing all these little things that the fourth line has been so damn good at uh, that are translatable to the playoffs. And I think that's what's so uh, encouraging and different. It's, it's such a different style from last year, right? And yep. I, I, I feel like last year was the first time uh, that it, it felt in a long time that the Wild actually had a legit chance to not just, oh, they can make a noise in a series. Like, no, they should get by in the first round. You were more tepid about that. You said, don't be surprised if the Blues win. I was not as um, uh, convinced the Blues could win. But I, I do think that this style of hockey, depending who they match up against, they get Colorado, I think that's going to be tough. They get Dallas, it it's still going to be tough. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think that they have, they're playing a style of hockey that's translatable in the postseason, and you're doing it and you're racking up points without your superstar players. So if Kirill Kaprizov comes back and it's still Kirill Kaprizov, I mean, in theory, that's just only going to be good things for the Wild. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com.
Yes. And so I think in retrospect now too, I think it's fair to say that this to draw a, as I so often enjoy doing a cross sport comparison. I think the 2020 would have been 2021, 22 wild was very much akin to the 2022 Vikings. The Vikings were fun and they were a good team. But the reality is this, when you have eight fourth quarter comebacks, okay, you're pushing your luck. And in the playoffs, you're really pushing your luck. Like at some point in time, that runs out. I think the comparison with last season's wild, Declan, is when you have the amount of empty net goals, right, and late comebacks that that team had, you say to yourself, okay, this is fun to watch, but is this sustainable in the playoffs where the game really changes and becomes way tougher? And the answer was no. I think as long as this team is playing the way they're currently playing, the goaltending is is as solid, and I mean, it's been incredible a lot of nights, including tonight, and that you are playing, for the most part, the style that you have to play, I think you give yourself a chance. I feel much more confident. Now, I'm with you. You play, you play the abs, which I would love to see, and I don't know about that. You also go into the playoffs without Kaprizov, and you're really going to be pressing your luck again. But if, but at least I feel like th- their approach for large portions of games comes way closer to winning playoff games. That being said, is it as fun to watch? Absolutely not. Do I care personally? No, I don't. No, no I, I want to see this team get by a first-round series, which they have not done since 2015. Been in the playoffs plenty of times, I think four times since then. Um, and they have not gotten out of a first-round series since 2015. It's time to change that. It's time to change that, and I think – Judging on how the Western Conference looks right now, this might be the absolute best year to do that. Nothing's ever guaranteed year in and year out. And I think just the way the West looks this season, this might be the best path, if you will. It's still a grind, by the way. It's never going to be easy to get to the Stanley Cup, uh, get to the get to the you know final stage, but and win all those 16 games it takes to get you there, if you will, to finally hoist that cup. But I, I think that this is the best path they have. Yeah, I was going to say, who scares you? Like Colorado, I guess. The abs are good, but I don't know that they scare me necessarily. I just respect them a lot. Vegas, you know, has been They're has solid. been quietly really, really good, and I, I'm not going to underestimate them. But they don't they don't scare me. If the Wild were in the East, I would not be singing that. There's six teams in my opinion in the East I could see getting out. Oh yeah, there's like yeah, there's there's four or five six teams in the in the East that I can legitimately see making the Stanley Cup. The East is going to beat the crap out of each other, which will actually help the team that eventually comes from the West though. Right. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. the Eastern conference playoffs and the Eastern conference final is going to be like a Stanley cup. Here's the thing that I think is very intriguing. And here's where I'm not, where I can't say from the West, I'm scared of teams who is better right now in goal than the wild. Jonathan quick is now playing goal for the most part for the Golden Knights. They were yeah. desperate. Now they did get somebody. I do appreciate that. But um, Jonathan Quick doesn't scare me now. He used to. Ten years ago, he did. Exactly. Um, okay. After that, this Colorado. I mean, Gorgiev's been solid. I don't been know fine. that. I don't know that he necessarily scares. Kale McCarr scares me a little bit, but I don't know that he scares me. Ottinger's Again, good. I like Ottinger. Ottinger's been. He, he's very good, but I mean, he is, he's not been, he's not been nearly as good. I don't think through the course of this season as he was for a lot of last year. And I think he's sort of worn down, you know, plays he, he plays probably too much. Like that's the wild advantage, right? Yeah. I would say of the goalies that price scare, I would say Ottinger. 
I think Ottinger can stand in his head enough and pretend. I mean, he did it last year against the Flames, um, played lights out in a seven game series, to be honest. I think maybe him. And I know quick, yeah, quick 10 Kings? years ago. No. They got the guy from uh, what Corpusello, right? From yeah. Columbus, but they're defensively not strong. Like, that's the thing is, it's not just goaltending. The Wild has a good structure. Yeah. Now they have to play it. <laughs> I mean, you can't, uh, they can't get away from that structure. But that's the thing about this is like what, when we discuss it, I don't know that there is this over bit, overwhelming feeling that the Wild is just outclassed by a certain Western Conference team. No, not at all. Now, now I guess McKinnon, you'll have to pay the price. Yes. Like, but that's a thing. But again, in, in 03, guess what? West Walls frustrated Forsberg to no end. So mm-hmm. who's, who is your West Walls? Eck? Ecker. Goudreau? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably Eck. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's interesting. It's it's uh it's going to be fun. Hey, before we go, you know what? Speaking of getting your life right, speaking of getting your team right, speaking of getting things right, how would you like to lose weight? I'm not talking about a little weight. I'm talking significant weight for summer. Feel good, look good. Well, there's sports dad right there. Thank you, Declan. The guy on the left, he said, I need to lose weight. The guy on the right, well, he achieved it through our friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. And right now, for summer, here's the deal. Your first eight weeks for free. Imagine going into summer looking good, feeling good. All those clothes that might not fit now after a a long, cold winter, they will fit in summer. And here's the best part. Livia, it's weight control. It's not a quick-fix diet. So you will continue to work with them and keep that weight off. 855-GO-LIVIA, Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. A lifestyle change. If I can do it, so can you. And I'm going to tell you right now, you'll be happy with the results. Livia.com, eight weeks for free. Tell them Sports Dad said you should have checked them out. All right. Thank you for watching Judd's Hockey Show, of course. Uh, Judd's live from the XL Energy Center. We, uh, we, we do this periodically throughout the week. Uh, we'll have a late night game in Vegas, right? Is it Vegas on Wednesday night or is it L.A. on, uh, on Wednesday uh, night? If you wait two seconds, I can look at this. I can look at this. Hey, maybe, maybe you can look you. that up for me. Uh, yeah, can I, I look at? Uh, can I instead of Doogie or Patrick asking you to look something up? Can Colorado. I, up I was you? wrong. Colorado on yes. Wednesday, Vegas on Saturday. Both Saturday. those uh, nine p.m. Central Time puck drops. So, and then the Golden Knights back here next Monday. Yes. So some late night puck drops. Uh, Jesse Pierce will join us on Wednesday afternoon to talk about um, this game and some other wild related things, of course. Uh, but hit that subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. Got some great Vikings fodder coming at you on Purple oh. Daily tomorrow. Got a Judd's pecking order. Speaking of dudes, we got some scoops lined up, of course, too. And we'll hear from Patrick Royce. So all that available right here on this YouTube channel. Of course, on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app. Central hub for all we do. And pass, shoot, score. You know, there's no room for petty bullshit.